a 150% rise in the Chinese government's persecution of Christians in just one year. We don't carry arms. We will not carry arms. We don't teach carrying arms. But we can call on God. Our God is bigger than human ammunition. Hey everybody, welcome back to The Fifth Seal, episode 10. I am your host, The Evangelical Norm. Uh, Yep, we are at number 10. So we are in the final stretch of our World Watch List countdown. We have gone from 50 throughout the year to this month where we've, excuse me, gone from 30. We are now down to 10. We are the top 10 of the worst, of the worst countries for Christians to live in because of persecution, uh, because of their faith in Christ. So thank you guys for, for being part of this. We are on the downhill stretch. Uh, great time to invite people to come in and be part of this with the last final 10. Uh, we have 10 more countries that we'll talk about, um, where persecution is the worst, uh, 10 more stories about persecution around the world and 10 more days that we can come together and pray for our brothers and sisters who are daily murdered, beaten, imprisoned, uh, and harassed simply because of their faith in Jesus Christ. So let's go ahead and jump in. It is Thursday, November 21st, 2019, and this is our update on the persecuted church around the world. This from persecution.org. International Christian Concern has learned that on November 19th, 2019, Korean evangelist Jinwook Kim was stabbed in the streets in the southwestern Turkish city of Diyarbakir. He later died in the hospital from his injuries. He was 41 years old. The Public Security Branch Directorate of Murder Bureau has arrested a 16-year-old suspect and an investigation is ongoing. Kim had arrived in Diyarbakir with his family earlier this year and was pastoring a small community of Christians. The assailant stabbed Kim three times, twice in the heart, once in the back. Officials, however, however, claimed that the incident occurred in an effort to steal Kim's phone. Local believers urged the authorities to investigate the incident as an assassination rather than an attempt at extortion. Kim was married and had one child, although his second is expected to be born in the coming days. A funeral service will be held tomorrow, as he had lived in Turkey for five years. Kim is the first Christian murdered in Turkey since the 2007 Zerv Publishing House murders, which left three Christians martyred in Malataya. Christians living in Turkey have reported an increase in harassments, threats, and other nonviolent incidents over the past three years. Turkey is considered a a Tier 2 country of particular concern by the United States Commission on International Religious Freedom. Quote, this is the first martyrdom since Malataya. The Turkish government has started a massive deportation of Protestant leaders who served in Turkey for many years, unquote, said one church leader. Quote, but deportation isn't enough for evangelists. This kind of attack would scare them. I think it is the, the last level of a plan being like China, unquote. Another 
Turkish evangelist said, quote, it, this wasn't just a robbery, robbery. They came to kill him. And that same Turkish, Turkish evangelist uh, received death threats the day after this incident. So, again, as you see, a lot of times, there a murder will happen, and it's obvious to the Christians around that it was a targeted thing, that they came after this man because he was Christian. The government doesn't want to admit that that kind of... Uh, Terror is happening to Christians in these areas, so they immediately say he was trying to steal his phone. But as you hear from this uh, this other evangelist, who who obviously didn't want to give his name because of security reasons, he's already receiving threats, and the church has noticed an increase in nonviolent attacks, threats, harassment, and so on. But ultimately, all of those nonviolent uh, events lead up to an event like this, where one of our brothers in Christ has lost his life simply because he is willing to preach the gospel. Um, his wife is about to give birth to a child without the, whose father is, has been martyred. And so pray for the family, especially pray for his wife, that God will provide somehow. They've lost the head of the household, so provision will be hard, especially in a, a country that is so hostile towards Christians. So let's pray for, for Pastor Kim's family and the people that he was discipling in that area. Uh, we still have no new updates on Leah. Uh, 90 weeks in captivity simply because uh, she refuses to recant her faith in Christ. So <coughs> keep praying for her. Keep praying for her family. Pray that God would strengthen their faith, that he would continue to hold them up, that he would be um, what holds them and makes them able to continue to stand firm in their faith in Christ. And uh, that brings us to our world watch list for today. We are looking at number 10, India. So a few facts about India. The region is Asia. Uh, persecution is religious nationalism. Uh, the persecution level is extreme. The population of India is 1,354,052,000 people. Of that, about 65,061,000 are Christians. The main religion is Hinduism. The government there is a federal parliamentary, parliamentary republic. And the leader is Prime Minister Narendra Modi. Since the current ruling party took power in 2014, attacks have increased and Hindu radicals believe they can attack Christians with no consequences. As a result, Christians have been targeted by Hindu nationalist extremists more and more each year. The view of the nationalists is that to be Indian is to be Hindu, so any other faith, including Christianity, is considered non-Indian. Additionally, in some regions of the country, converts to Christianity from Hinduism experience extreme persecution, discrimination, and violence. Because Hindu, radical Hindu nationalists view followers of Jesus as alien to the nation, all Christians in India are suffering persecution. Driven by a desire to cleanse their country from Islam and Christianity, nationalists do not shy away from using extensive violence, violence to achieve their goals. Converts to Christianity from Hinduism, Hinduism bear the brunt of the Christian persecution in India and are constantly under pressure by the state, their community, and their families to return to Hinduism, especially via campaigns known as Gar Wapsi, which means homecoming. These Christians are often physically assaulted and sometimes killed.
a few examples. On June 19, 2018, five Christian women aged 20 to 35 were performing a street play in, in Jharkhand when they were abducted and then gang-raped in a forest. Police stated that the assault was also allegedly filmed on cell phones. It's always so much harder on our sisters. Um, it seems that it always, uh, well, not always, but it tends to um, become rape when our sisters around the world are persecuted. We pray for them. On January 20th, 2018, the body of Pastor Gideon Paraswamy, in, uh, I'm not going to try to pronounce the name, was found hung from a thatched roof of his house a week after he complained to police uh, about opposition from radical Hindus. On December 14, 2017, a carol singing group belonging to St. Ephraim's Theological College in Satna, Madhya Pradesh, Madhya Pradesh, was detained by police following a complaint from radical Hindu activists that the accu who accused the group of being involved in religious conversion, a charge often leveled against Christians who target them. <sighs> Prayer points for India. Pray for Christian converts from Hinduism who are forcefully pressured to return to their national religion. Pray with Christians in India for God's provision and protection as they preach the gospel in places with anti-conversion laws. Pray for Christian girls placed under house arrest by their families because of their faith. Pray that they would be encouraged in their faith and that their families would come to know the Lord. And pray for the government of India that they would be open to religious liberty. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for uh, this, this medium that you have given us. Again, that you have provided us a way that we can come together across continents, Lord. We can come together across oceans. We can literally come together across time frame and still join together uh, in unity, praying for our brothers and sisters around the world, Lord. And we praise you so much for that. We thank you and, and we glorify you, we give you the glory for, for this amazing invention, which is the internet, Lord. We, we pray for um, Pastor Kim and his family. We pray for his family, Lord. We pray that, that their faith would be strong, that they would continue to stand firm in their faith in Jesus. Lord, that um, you would be with his wife, that you would provide for her and their family. Lord, that you would... Uh, take care of their, their children um, and just provide for them in, a, in an area where it is so uh, hostile against Christians. Lord, we lift up our sister Leah as well to you and pray that, that you would uh, bring her home. Lord, uh, draw her, bring her out of the captivity uh, from Boko Haram. Lord, move the heart of the president of Nigeria to do something to... Uh, to secure her freedom, Lord, and we pray that you would protect her, both uh, well, physically, spiritually, and emotionally, Lord, uh, from whatever horrible things uh, this group uh, has been doing. We pray for her family, that their faith would be strengthened as well. And Lord, we lift up our brothers and sisters in India. 
We pray for those who have converted from Hinduism to Christianity, and we pray for them as they are pressured, uh, often violently pressured, to return to their national religion, Lord. We pray that you protect them, uh, strengthen their faith, um, help them to stand firm in their belief in you, Lord. We pray with uh, all who would, uh, that you would protect those who are preaching the gospel there in the places where there are anti-conversion laws. Um, pray that you would uh, just continue to keep them uh, boldly proclaiming your truth. Uh, Father, we pray, pray for young girls who are put under house arrest by their families because they, they are worshiping you, Lord. Pray that you protect them um, and encourage them and, and help them to continue to grow in their faith. And we do lift up the government there that, that they would be open to, uh, to religious liberty, to bringing laws where, where all people can worship uh, as their, their conscience dictates, but that there would be freedom for Christians to preach the gospel that you will use to draw uh, Hindus, uh, Muslims, uh, atheists, and whoever else to yourself, Lord. So we pray uh, again that they would be boldly proclaiming the gospel there, um, even in the face of persecution. And we pray that in all of this that you are glorified, Lord, and it's in your name that we pray, Jesus. Amen. So again, guys, thank you for, for being part of this. Uh, my, my little co-host joined me here for a little bit. Um, it's way past her bedtime, and I'm going to go put her back to bed here in a second. So... Thank you again for taking the time out of your day to uh, listen, watch, however it is that you are engaging with this, but um, just lifting up our brothers and sisters around the world, um, making yourselves aware of the things that are happening to our brothers and sisters simply because of their faith in Jesus Christ. So if you have friends as we as we wind up uh, the, the final 10, um, invite them to come to the fifth seal invite them to come to the the evangelical norm youtube channel where they can subscribe to the podcast there or check it out on the fifth seal you can also find it on google google play spotify and itunes so uh invite people to come and to join us as we lift up our brothers and sisters around the world and as always preach the gospel at all times use words they're necessary until tomorrow soli deo gloria mm -hmm.